Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Evan Wickham, and I'm one of the pastors at Park Hill Church here in San Diego. For 2023, we are engaging the scripture practice called bread. Bread is sort of our modern take on an ancient way of reading the Bible called Lectio Divina, where you meditate on the scriptures and turn them over and over in your heart and give them time to speak God's word personally to you. Now, these podcasts are going to come out every first week of every month. We're going to have a different leader from our church guiding us through the daily bread readings for those first weeks of the month. As a parent, I've learned that human beings learn best by copying other humans. And that's part of why God became a human, to show us how to live and then give us the power of the Holy Spirit to live the way he did. And so this is why we have these podcasts, to lead you day by day in meditating on the scriptures. And it's also why we have created our first ever published journal. Park Hill Church has a bread journal available at the Connect desk on Sunday mornings. You can order it either online or in person, but you got to pick it up in person at one of our gatherings. So go ahead and do that when you have time. If you haven't yet been able to grab a physical copy of the journal, feel free to download a digital copy of the journal at the link in the show notes at no cost to you. You'll need a Bible, a journal, and a pen. You might even want to light a candle to give a physical reminder that Jesus is the light of the world and he's present to you. You might want to get up early to make sure you have time to be alone or get creative with the spaces where you go to meet with God. But whatever you do, you want to make sure that you have set aside your best time where you can really listen and respond to God. As I walk you through this first bread reading, I'll try to give some space for silence so you can pause and reflect on what God might be speaking to you. But at any time in this podcast, if you want to pause, feel free to stop the recording and just sit still and be with God and even journal what he might be speaking to your heart. So as we move into today's bread reading, remember bread stands for breathe, read, encounter, apply, and devote. And we're going to get into what those mean as I lead you step by step. The first reading of the year for today is Luke chapter 1. And we begin this moment by breathing in the presence of God. So just open your hands, be still in his presence. Pray, Holy Spirit, come, have your way. Just take a deep breath in and exhale. Become aware of your body and maybe your thoughts are racing, that's okay. Just know that God is with you. He's present to you. And become present to him. And just breathe in stillness. And then for the next 20 or 30 seconds, just say something like, God, I want to be present to you. I want to see something of your heart. Would you come and show me what you have for me today? 
Our reading for the day is Luke chapter 1. I'm going to read it over you. And please, if you can, follow along with your Bible. Having the visual along with the audio will only help you connect with the meaning of the text. And let me encourage you to look for one verse that stands out or grabs your attention or connects to some other passage in your mind and and write that verse out as we're reading and keep track of that one verse. Luke chapter 1. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you've been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he'd seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, 
God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He's scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father Zechariah, but his mother spoke up and said, No, he's to be called John. They said to her, There's no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, 
because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Now, as I read that, what stood out to you? What theme? What phrase, what word, this is God's word to you. Now, taking that word, begin to meditate on it. How is Jesus inviting you to encounter him through that word? Maybe you want to pause this recording and just write down what comes to mind as you meditate on that word or verse. How does it make you feel? What does it reveal to you about God's character? Allow God to speak to your heart and mind right now and write a short reflection on what you think God might be saying. Now let's turn our focus outward. Think about how you might be able to apply this word to your day. Maybe it's something God is inviting you to take with you into the day and hold it close to your heart to remind yourself of God's truth as you go through work or school or play. Write down what you're hearing. And finally, take these last moments to just be open to God. Let him know you're present to him and that you desire to love him with your heart and soul and strength. And close this time by writing a simple prayer of devotion to God and ask him to fill you afresh with his power and his presence and commit your day to him. Just be with him. Just be open to him. Thank God for speaking to you. Say something like, God, I'm so grateful that you came near to me today for reminding me you're always near to me. Thank you for the opportunity to draw near to you. I worship and honor you with my life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me for the first bread reading of 2023. I hope you can join me tomorrow morning 
January 10th as we pray through Luke chapter 2. Grace and peace to you.